Those familiar with Gemara learning know that when it comes to every single word in Torah, when we learn out the laws, the details of Tarsha Balpev, our oral tradition from Tarsha Bechsav, from the Chumash, those that learn Gemara know that we get so textual that every extra letter the Gemara learns out from an extra letter, an extra word, many, many halachas about how we practice Judaism. When it comes to Sefer Bereshis, it's more stories, which again we've learned before. Why is that? Because of the idea that whatever happens to the forefathers, the fo- that our matriarchs, happens to us, that the book of Bereshis is the founding of Kal Yisrael, and the stories that the Torah tells us are not just stories, but they're the essence of what Judaism is, the essence of what our lives are about. Maisa of a similar bonnet. So therefore, it's not as precise that every single letter, I mean, obviously there are many, many infinite amount of secrets in every letter in Torah, including the stories, why they're written in such a way, etc. But Torah Peso, so to speak, we don't, we don't look deeply into every single letter in Bereshis because it's not about halachas, it's more about the stories. Fine, that being said, this week's parsha is a phenomena that we don't find anywhere else. I understand that there's a story we have to know, how Avram sent Eliezer to Choron, to his hometown, to be able to get a shidduch for Yitzchak, to get Rivka. But when the Torah tells the story in this week's parsha of the mission, the shlichus that Avram gave to Eliezer, you find nowhere else in all of Tanakh such an arichus, such a lengthy accounting of the story. Details after details, and not only that, after Eliezer meets Rivka, <clears throat> goes to meet her father and brother, he then tells them the whole story again about the water and the camels, and the Torah says the entire story again. Many, many psukim, entire psukim, whole verses, completely superfluous seemingly. Again, we believe every letter in, in Tanakh, in the Bible, every letter in Mishnah, every letter in Gemara, Torah is infinite. There are reasons for everything, but at least in a revealed way, we don't find any other thing that seems so utterly superfluous to our eyes. Why does the Torah have to say so much about it? So the Alter Rebbe explains that because this story of the Shidduch of Yitzhak and Rivka is not just the story of a Shidduch of Yitzhak and Rivka, as important as that is, as, as our obviously Mois, but that story of this Shlichus, the mission of Eliezer, is the ultimate story of the purpose of creation. When it came time for the first wedding, so to speak, the first zivug, the first union within the Jewish people, because again, Avram and Sarah got married, so to speak, before the bris, etc. <clears throat> when it came time for the first shidduch in the history of the Jewish people, what played out is the ultimate shidduch of reality, the shidduch, the zivug of heaven and earth. The marriage of Kuchabruchu Vishchintei, the Yichud of Kuchabruchu Vishchintei, <clears throat> the marriage, the union, so to speak, of Havai of God as he is in his infinite essence, Sev of Kolaman as he transcends reality, with Mimali Kolaman, with the Shechina, with his Kala, with his light that is imminent within every breath we take, within every blade of grass and every wind that we feel on our face. God wants to dwell in this world, meaning he wants to unite his infinite essence with the details 
nitty-gritty details of this world, this world that is so seemingly dark, difficult, challenging, horrific. This is why God made such darkness. This isn't something that we could understand. It's not something that even Kiviachal God understands because it's coming from a place in God's essence that's above understanding. That God's ultimate essence wants there to be the darkest possible world and here he wants to dwell. And that played out the first time with the Shidduch of Yitzhak and Rivka. Rivka, the sages tell us, was the quintessential Sheshana ben Achichim, the rose among the thorns. The beautiful, precious, pure Rivka, who was the only girl in her whole town that remained pure. She was a rose among the thorns. She was surrounded by darkness. Yitzchak, on the other hand, was an Eulah Tmima. He was a carbon. He was a pure, essential sacrifice that was brought up in Avram's house. Seemingly, it's a union of the highest with the lowest. And Enachanami, it is. It is. It's Yichud Kutshebruchu Vishchinte. That the union of Yitzchak and Rivka is what's known in Kabbalah as Yichud Ma'uban, which means a revelation of God's infinity, united with God's ability to manifest as every pebble you see in this world. That's the story of the marriage of Yitzhak and Rivka. Rivka is the Shechina, the divine presence that dwells in this world. Imagine, meditate, that even in Kfar Aza, even in Be'eri and Sterot, as... What was happening, October 7th was happening. At that moment, God's light was permeating everything, including those monsters. Such darkness. And yet, the purpose of creation is somehow to reveal God's essence in all of that. That every detail, every event that happens in this world... Darkness and light are equal before God. They're both Him. Good and evil are both Him the same. When Mashiach comes, we're going to see the revelation of God's essence in even the darkness. And Yitzhak and Rivka were the instantiation of that. And therefore we understand that the story of their union is the story of creation, is the story of the world. And we understand that the story of Eliezer, Eliezer was the shliach. Eliezer was the messenger that Avram Avinu made to bring about this union. The story of the shlichus, of the mission of Eliezer, is the story of the mission of every one of our souls. Every one of our souls descended into this world, which was a complete descent to Yerida. Our souls, before they came to this world, were one with God. We were completely united with divinity and then we came to this world, we were sent on a mission down into this world. For what? To bring Yitzchak into Rivka, to bring Ma'un to Ban, to bring Sev of Kolaman to Mamala Kolaman, to bring Kuchabrichu into Shechinte, to unite the infinite, the transcendent with the mundane details of reality. And our souls are the Eliezer. We're all Shluchim. We're all messengers of God to bring about this revelation of God's essence in this world. And, you know, that's why the Lubavitcher Rebbe of Blessed Memory would always, this week's Parsha, Parsha's Chayesara, would make this the International Conference of Shluchim that began when the Rebbe was still 
alive physically in this world because there are those great people <clears throat> who dedicate their lives to bring God into every rose among all thorns. People that dedicate their lives to bring God to outlying places in Russia and Japan and Alaska and the middle of nowhere, as we all know. Those are shluchim, the Eliezer's, the shluchim that are bringing about the Messianic revelation. But we have to know that Lubavitch Rebbe said many times that we all have to know that we're all shluchim, we're all messengers, we all are part of this divine mission. And we all have to do what we can and sometimes go out of our comfort zone. We might not be on the level to move to North Dakota or to Guatemala, but we could certainly find roses among thorns, other Jews that are in darkness that we could help, that we could bring God to, including ourselves. We have to know that when there are the aspects of ourselves that we're so embarrassed about, that we're ashamed of, that we can't understand why would God make such darkness inside of me? The answer is because we have to bring God even into those aspects of ourselves. The divine soul has to marry the animal soul. And as the Hayom Yom says this Shabbos, that Rabbi Isaac of Hummeler, the great chassid of Rabbi Isaac of Hummeler, was a chassid of the Alter Rebbe, the Mittler Rebbe, he once related that when he first came to Liyajna, where the Alter Rebbe was, and he met elder chassidim, who had been chassidim ready of the Mezritcher Magid, and Remendel Haradokar, meaning Mamash the Tamidim of the Balshemtov, these elder Chassidim that sat by the, the students of the Balshemtov, the first generation of Chassidis, they used to say, this was a saying. Imagine that the first greatest Tzaddikim of Chassidis used to say, Have love for a fellow Jew, and God will love you. Do a kindness for a fellow Jew, and God will do a kindness for you. Befriend a fellow Jew, and God will befriend you. May we all bring all of who we really are into the deepest darkness of who we also are and unite the two and bring God into the darkness of this world and even in these crazy dark times to know that our mission is dafka in these tachtoinim, in this dark world, to make a dira to make a dwelling place for God. And we will zeichet to see that with the Kamashir Tzitkeinah b'mir amenu. Amen.